Welcome back to Digital Conversations with Billy Bateman. Our guest today is Gabe Larson of Zant. He discusses five topics to consider when maximizing customer engagement, the eight types of media, and trends in success for engaging customers. All right, everyone, welcome to the show today. Today, we are lucky to have the man, the myth, the legend, Gabe Larson, VP of Growth at Zant, joining us. Gabe, thanks for coming on. Wow, that is that that introduction, man. That is um, that's very fitting. I appreciate that. <laughs> Humble as always, as always, Gabe. I love it. Um, really excited to have you on. I've been following your stuff for a while. Been able to work with you a little bit, and um, I think we're gonna have a great conversation today. But before we we get into it, uh, can you just tell people a little bit about yourself and then about Zant? Yeah, totally. So, um, um, again, Gabe Larson, I'm, I'm Vice President of Growth over here at Zant, formerly InsideSales.com. I like to use the title Growth just because it allows me to, um, to have people not know what I do, um, and then I can <laughs> tell them. So, I run our marketing team um, and our business development team, um, and I really kind of focus more in on the pipeline area. Been at uh, you know Zant here for six years. Um, and previous to that, I spent some time, um, as a consultant with a company called Gallup and investment banker with Goldman Sachs. So excited to be in the tech space, but mostly excited to talk about, um, engagement and how people are interacting with each other. Yeah, man. Um, you, you, I've been following you for a while. You've done a lot of research around cadence and channels within that cadence for, for sales engagement and, First, I just wanted to ask you, what are the what are the trends you're seeing for people that are being successful uh, engaging customers? You know, a couple things. Um, probably number one is, you know, for a long time, salespeople have been focused on quantity. Now they're thinking more about quality. Um, and I'd probably, you know, we could dive into some other things, but I want to spend just a second on here because this um, this you know idea of just unwanted, untargeted, you know unabashed spamming type of outreach is starting to slow down as companies start to use words like personalization, as they start to use words like prioritization, um, thinking more about, you know, what they should say rather than just kind of throwing things out there. So I'd probably say that, that that's number one or what one big trend. The second is, and I think we'll get into this, it's um, uh, this multi-channel or omni-channel approach to engagement. It's just, as you look out in the market, um, Companies have been dedicated to t tools and um, communication methods that they're comfortable with. And that's obviously led by the phone, voicemail, and email. That world is just, it's not dying. It's just changing. Um, you know, a lot of people don't want to answer the phone. But truthfully, a lot of people don't want to listen to voicemail. And, and truthfully, a lot of people don't check their LinkedIn. Um, and so what you're finding is that the buyer needs to be engaged with where the buyer wants to be engaged with. And so companies are, are finding that the hard way. They got people who love the phone or they love email and um, they're not getting the rates they want. And as soon as they start to change and morph and find wh where the buyer is, they're starting to have more success. So I'd say number two is probably on that omni-channel approach. So those would be kind of two maybe interesting ones I think are out there. Okay. I definitely agree with you on the quality over quantity. Um, especially with what well, we do with the bots, um, the more personalized you can get with, you know, you have to have a balance between not being creepy and trying to say, Hey, 
John when you haven't even had a conversation with John yet. Um, but personalization definitely pays a pays some dividends for you. So with the multi-channel approach, what are what are you seeing is the best channels that people are, are starting to utilize now? Yeah, you know, this one's interesting because with this kind of trend of omni-channel, you're starting to see something that it's just a little more of attention and focus on how should we engage with our prospects. And as I was kind of saying before, we were just thinking one channel. And then before a lot of times people were doing things like cold calling where there wasn't as much thought really put into how should I be thinking about really engaging with this person? So I, I almost feel like with this omni-channel trend, there is just a remaking of how should I reach out or prospect to a company? And um, one of the things I've found is I've, we've kind of taken this acronym of P-L-A-Y-N-S, like plays. Um, and people are just being a little more strategic about the P stands for purpose and L stands for lists and A stands for assets and Y stands for yield or what you're measuring and then S stands for sequence. And you're just, you're finding that people are being a lot more strategic in the way that they reach out. So when it comes to this omni-channel approach, um, I think it's probably important to just start and say, when you're thinking about engaging with your prospects, there's actually five things you need to be thinking about um, to really maximize that engagement. I just want to hit this high level, Billy, and then we can kind of dive yeah. into the channels. It just, I think it's a good foundational setting. So um, it's the number of attempts you do. So do I do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, do I do 50? Um, it's the media, which what we were talking about. It's the pattern and the media you use. So do I just go phone? Do I use voicemail, email, social? What most people don't realize and that inside sales has been tracking is there is eight, eight, um, and this is certainly debated in the space, but eight communication methods that you can, as a salesperson, engage or interact with your prospect. Um, I think it's eight. Let's see if I can do it off kind of the top of my head. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> now that I've said it, it might be seven. Let's see. Phone, phone, voicemail, email, social, direct mailer, text, video, and chat. Um, I think that was eight. Now, there's a little bit of a debate because video is often embedded in email or it's used in text messaging, and so some people like to nick that one. Chat is often more of an inbound versus kind of an outbound, so sometimes people – Put, try to put that in a corner, but all in all, we're finding sales development reps inside. So they're interacting through about eight communication channels currently that are all, you know, in a digital format. So that second pillar is media, right? So number one, you've got attempts. How many times am I going to try to touch somebody? Number two is what media am I going to use? Am I going to use, you know, three phone calls and two emails or how do I kind of think about that? Yep. The next one is duration. That's kind of start to finish. So do I do this for six months? Do I do this for one week? How long do I go? The next one is spacing, the time between activities. Probably in our data set, the thing that's missed the most that people just don't really think about is a lot of best practices about how the distance of time that you should wait and in order to kind of hit your product. So do I call them on day one and then wait, call them on day two? Do I call them on day one and then call them in the afternoon of day one? Um, and then lastly, that pillar is content. <clears throat> That's what you're going to say in your message. And this is kind of the cherry on top, right? This is the, what do you say in the email or in the voicemail or in the text message, the words you use or the verbal, verbal cues you take. So 
th that's a little higher level. But when you when you think about engaging, think attempts, media, duration, spacing, and content. So that's how I kind of coach people, Billy, when they're uh -huh. engaging with people to do it the right way. But to your point today, we kind of wanted to dive into that pillar of media, which is, you know, what are some of these different channels and, and how are we seeing people use them? But before I do that, comments on that or questions? Yeah. So I know one thing that it seems like everybody, there's always the debate of, hey, I called them yesterday. Do I call them again today? Do I send them an email? Do I send them a text on that duration? Um, or, well, the duration and the spacing. Yes. I just want to, let's double click on both of those. What do you think? is the best practice on spacing and duration. Like when do I, when does a sales rep give up on a, on a lead? You know, like, uh, it's just never going to happen. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause we, we actually went out and asked the market what they believe is best practice on duration. And it came back about 30 days. So most sales reps, when you say, Hey, how long should your call it your prospecting strategy, your play, your cadence, um, with a prospect, how long should that last? Our data about a thousand companies said people believe it should be about 30 or that's where they think they are. Mm -hmm. um, interestingly, we found that's not optimal. We found on an outbound cadence, it's more um, up to six, excuse me, up to eight days. Um, and on an inbound, it goes just a little bit longer up to about 10. Um, surprising for a lot of people. They're like, what, man, how can that be? That's very short. Um, that then translates into optimal spacing of about one to two days um, max between touches um, because our data says on attempts, you know, you should be in a, under, under 10 from a total attempt standpoint. Yeah. Um, and I'm using a, a little bit around numbers here. If people want more data on this, you know, they can hit me up on LinkedIn to get specifics or by industry, et cetera. But I just say that because when I've showed this to, to people, they're like, wow, you know, um, the, the difference between what people believe is best practice versus what the data is fairly different. So on the attempts, you know, people said, I believe, you know, I do 15 and I think that's optimal, but 15, 60. Um, we found that up to 10 is actually optimal and that people on average are doing about three to four. Mm. And so there's just this disparity of what I believe is good, what I do, what is actually good. So yeah. um, the takeaway though on the duration, you can tell Billy, I like to kind of go, <laughs> I'm all over the place. Um, but when he, I got all these numbers in my head, I got to get them out, you know? That's, so, that's why we had you on. We love the data. No, man. Um, but, it, but to hone in on that um, duration and spacing, most people when they hear kind of what I just said, that eight days and then, you know, one to two spacing, they feel like it's too short. What we found from our data science team is best practice plays or best practice kind of cadences or whatever you want to call this kind of in your vocabulary, it's better done hitting somebody fairly hard. You know, you hit them again over a couple of weeks with multiple touches. Then you actually pull back and you go into recycle mode. So you'll wait, you know, two weeks up to about 60 days. So in some cases, 90, depending on your sales model. Um, and then you'll hit them with another play for a couple of weeks and then you'll pull back and then you'll hit them again. So rather than doing what marketing does, which is nurture someone for six months, what we found best practice for sales is again, kind of tight play with certain messaging pull back, recycle, and then bring them, you know, bring them back hmm. to another place. So anyways. Interesting. It kind of makes sense when you think about it. Um, you know, hit them really hard. They've expressed some interest. 
see if you know then pull back if you don't get anything and and try again later on until they tell you to get lost yeah yeah so that's right well and, and the other thing is um because they're a target account in most in, in often in cases right it's like you can't yeah. really be done with it you try somebody it doesn't work and then you maybe try somebody else or you try yep. them with different messaging so the target account concept i think fits in here as well yeah I, yeah that makes sense for a target account so before we go, you know, we spend all of our time talking duration and spacing. Let's let's talk into into talk media now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think on the media front, um, the the big thing I think to just start with is just to reiterate what we talked about. Right, number one is you are looking at eight. You got about eight communication methods that you can play with. Now we know that most dominant in usage is phone and email really neck and neck think of them almost no different we saw in yeah. 2017 when we did the data it was the average cadence had about 4.6 uh this is from what people believe they did by the way the average cadence had about 4.6 phone calls and 4.6 emails um and when we redid the survey in 2018 phone had 4.5 and email went to 4.9. So I think that is true. You you have seen a tick up slightly in email, but they definitely dominate. Um, however, you're starting to see some other things pop in here, right? Some that you you don't you didn't see normally, like direct mailer. Social is still playing a significant role, and then truthfully, both text and chat kind of popped up um, almost. You know chat kind of it almost feels like it came out of nowhere billy but we from our data the average sales development rep believes they do one chat you know basically 0.6 per per, per interaction with the customer or per interaction with the prospects so yeah. first and foremost eight communication methods that i think you need to be thinking about second point i think you need to be thinking about is more is better um so don't kind of think Certain industries don't fall. I talked to a guy who, you know, they're only selling to the trucking industry and lo and behold, those guys only pick up the phone. Um, yep. Perfectly fine. In high tech sales, LinkedIn has a lot of success. So not that this is, you need a peanut butter spread this for everybody, but generally speaking, more is better. Our data says if you're able to use three plus communication methods, you actually can increase your ability to have conversations by, with somebody by basically a 4X number. Um, so I'd kind of start with probably, you know, a couple of those points. Start thinking about the different communication methods, the eight of them. Don't fall in love with one and know that three or more is going to get you your, your, your optimal conversation rate. Okay. So what was, what was that again? Three communication methods. What did it increase your contact rate by again? Yeah, it's a four, it's a four X increase. In four X increase. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's big time. Okay, so I want to double click on the chat just a little bit and talk about your own experience because I know you, over at over at Zant, you guys have been using chat for over a year now, and um, what have you seen um, how it affect your own sales process? Yeah, you know the the thing that was probably most interesting for me that kind of tipped me off to chat originally, and I'll and I'll maybe get into some specifics was. Um, we did a state of sales development report and I've thrown out a couple metrics from it. Um, mm -hmm. Published that last year and largest study of its kind, you know, um, 12, uh, 
thousand plus companies. I can't remember the exact number, but, um, and we asked them, you know, which tools um, are you, um, you know, which tools are you adopting um, in your kind of sales development stack or in for your sales development team? And no surprise, you know, you had kind of CRM on top, you had social number two, um, data number three, and it got kind of interesting. You know, we basically saw this emergence of phone and email coming together with sales engagement, um, you know, which is more of the place that Zant plays in. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I was surprised because you had this, this chat thing pop up there. Um, and I remember thinking chat, um, like what, you know, if you look at the previous year, it wasn't at the very bottom, but it was certainly buried deeper. Yeah. Um, and people were kind of explaining it in the survey as a, um, God, what was some of the terms I loved that it was like, oh, like foundational technology stack for sales development teams included like these five tools again, CRM, social data, um, uh, engagement, and then, and then chat. <laughs> So I think truthfully, that's probably what tipped us off or tipped me off um, because so many companies are starting to think about it. I was like, oh my goodness, we should probably jump on this bandwagon and figure out what's going on. So um, that was kind of my intro to it. And then what happened with me, Billy, and you know this story well, is I think I kind of tried to jump on the bandwagon. We, we interviewed both um, uh, kind of drift and intercom at the time. And I don't mean to use names, but I'll, I guess I'll stop after go that. Go ahead. Go ahead. We, we ended up going with, with one of them. And um, there was a couple things I, I found interesting. You know, one was when I rolled out the chat program, um, I rolled it out into marketing and we didn't initially throw it to the BDRs. Um, you know, in hindsight, should we have been more aggressive potentially? Number two was um, I found very quickly that like many tools, um, <laughs> it doesn't do its thing by itself. Um, it's, you, know, you, you don't usually just, you can't really like throw the chat bot on, on your webpage or hand it to a BDR and kind of let it do its thing. That doesn't really exist. Like you have to work with it like you do CRM, like you do an engagement tool, you know, in your engagement tool, you have to build plays or you have to build cadences or sequences, um, you know, for the audience, ch chat's very much like that. It's not kind of a self-propelled engine. Um, number three is, you know, I wanted to find something that um, could kind of do this, and they almost sound like they're opposing ideas, but enable and eliminate BDRs. Um, I know that maybe sounds a little odd, but um, in truthfulness, you know, it's a, it's a heavier cost of sale to have a, a lot of sales development reps and inbound in particular, when an inbound lead comes in, it's a fairly light lift um, for a sales development rep, but it's a heavier cost of sale. Not, not incredibly, but it, you know, it adds to the margin and so we had just debated, you know, if there's a way to eliminate some of that heavy lift of, of inbound on the SDR um, and run it through a chat bot where the chat bot can automatically interact with the person on their time, schedule something that works for them, bypass the sales development rep, and then toss it directly to the account executive, um, we would just become more efficient, right? Again, I don't want mm -hmm. to eliminate all SDRs. I just wanted to see if we could get a little more efficient. Wow. You know, at the same time, enabling live chat, 
um, for other BDRs, you know, to kind of play that role of maybe talking with people who are interacting or do want to have more of a live interaction. So then that maybe sound a little confusing, but we're trying to find that balance of elimination and enablement. So those were three things. No, like figuring out that chat was kind of important, starting down the journey. And those were three things I kind of noticed fairly quickly. Okay, man. Um, it is interesting that balance, like, hey, we want to enable the SDR, but then I'll maybe eliminate some of them or just not need to add more headcount. I think the combination of a bot with some live chat does it pretty well, actually. But like you said, you can't just like throw it on the website and expect it to do its thing without working at it as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I do think those are probably common misconceptions. Um, a couple of those. Like, I, can I just approach that up there? Is it going to eliminate my sales development team? It's at this point, you know, the answer to both of those is no, you can't just throw no. it up there and no, it's not going to eliminate sales development anytime soon. I mean, you could argue that is sales engagement going to eliminate, you know, um, sales and sales uh, development sometime soon with the AI and stuff. I just don't see that happening in the next, you know, handful of years. So. No, I don't, I don't either. I think really like the use of any bot is where it's most effective is you use that bot to just engage people and then connect them to your sales team, whether it's an SDR or an AE so that they can get their answers from a real human. That's right. That's right. So, so I think there's a good balance there. Awesome, Gabe. Well, thanks for the insights. Um, appreciate you taking a few minutes. If people want to get a hold of you and learn more about about sales cadence and engagement, where can they find you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I um, uh, most probably most active on LinkedIn, um, so you can catch me there. Um, Gabe Larson um, with with Sans, and would love to continue the conversation and dialogue around any questions you might have around engaging optimally with your prospects. Okay. Awesome, Gabe. Thanks again. And uh, we'll chat later. Okay. Thanks, Bill. Take care. You too.